How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Welcome in here on this uh, Tuesday morning here on KMBZ. We're going to call this sports, not sports, I guess, <laughs> because there are a couple of things to talk about here. Um, yeah. I had a late drive last night, and so when I got home, I checked Twitter very, very late, and that was when I saw everything happening with Aaron Rodgers, and I had been coming back from Wisconsin where um, Aaron Rodgers is kind of a thing there. So I saw everything that happened last night, and now there's an update on him. Yeah, if you saw the game last night, horrific as it was, uh, you, you saw that Aaron Rodgers' career with the New York Jets lasted all of four plays. Now, he still is a member of the team, but after play number four, he went down with an ankle injury. They have just confirmed within the last few minutes that it is, in fact, what everybody's worst fears were. He tore his Achilles tendon, which means at the very least, he is out for the year. It's incredibly difficult for anybody to come back from a fully torn Achilles tendon. And at age 39, which Aaron Rodgers is, now mm-hmm. the conversation is turning to will he ever step out on an NFL football field again as a player? Um, remind me, uh, the talk this year was because Aaron Rodgers had gone to the Jets. Now that meant we could play them and you could have Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers in a game. Yes. Uh, not now. Not now. No, not now. it's yeah. uh, and and I mean the the Jets' fortunes, even though they won the game last night, are largely considered to be riding on the shoulders of Aaron Rodgers. So with him out for the year, it it throws their entire season into question. I thought of you when I saw Buffalo playing last night. <laughs> playing is kind of stretching things a little <laughs> bit. Uh, yeah, they looked horrible, especially in the second half and blew the game, even though they had a lead uh, going into the second half and lost it in overtime on a punt return for a touchdown. Okay, then we go to Twitter, which I was laughing at because this was happening as I was <laughs> as I was looking at Twitter last night, and I cannot believe how much news coverage this got today. Oh, yeah. TMZ did it. I mean, the amount of news coverage this got, but Patrick Mahomes is on Twitter and clearly tweets himself. I mean, clearly this is not someone that is doing this for him. Mm -hmm. So when Aaron Rodgers was hurt, Patrick Mahomes put out a tweet and we learned the importance of a comma. (laughs) What he was trying to say was, oh, I hate that, man, because you don't want to see somebody go down. I mean, it goes to a brand new team for the first time in his career. Aaron Rodgers has been with the Packers forever. So, you know, they leave him by the wayside. He goes to start a new thing with the Jets. Everybody was looking for the Jets to, to be on an upswing because of that. And four plays in, he's down. So Patrick Mahomes tried to tweet, hate that, man. But that has a comma in it. What he ended up tweeting was, hate that man. <laughs> and I, I don't think he meant to say that he hated Aaron Rodgers, but uh, that, that's kind of the way it came out. He did correct himself once it was pointed out to him and made the joke about really wanting to use that uh, that Twitter edit button that doesn't exist. Yeah, the internet loved it. I mean, it, it was just priceless because it was just so 
such a genuine accident. You know, we yes. knew what he meant. Right. We all knew. We knew what he meant. But because he, you know, wouldn't say that. No. Wouldn't say the worst version of that. But it was hilarious to see last night yeah. on Twitter. And, and part of the reason, just to go into the mechanics of it for just a little bit, of that that injury and why it's so devastating, yeah. is that the Achilles tendon, you can feel it. It's the one that's just above your heel on the very back of your leg. And it's what connects your calf muscle to your ankle. And what it is, is it's the Achilles tendon, like all tendons, it's made up of collagen fibers, really, really strong collagen fibers that are all kind of squished together with this wrapping around them. And what happens when you tear it is all of those fibers that are kind of twisted, they all just unravel. So it's it's not even just it's not like tearing something. It's not like tearing a muscle where the muscle fibers can can kind of mend back together. I mean, that's a, a devastating enough injury. But when your Achilles tendon goes what has become commonplace is they replace it with a tendon out of a, out of a cadaver. Wow. Because okay. it's so difficult to get those fibers to mend back together again. So uh, what this means to him coming back again at age 39, it's it's just such an awful injury for somebody who's 23. I can't imagine trying to come back from something like that at, at 39 years old, which is, I mean, how many quarterbacks have even reached 39 years old and still have right. a playing career to talk about? So there was talk last night about the problem being the turf. Like like his foot got caught on that artificial turf. That's always to uh, that that that's always going to happen. Um field turf has come a long way. Uh I wasn't even sure uh, to to be quite honest with you. I wasn't even sure that uh that the Meadowlands still used turf, but the turf they used to use was horrible. The one in Philadelphia was even worse. But field turf is a lot better. It has a lot more give to it. Nothing's perfect. I mean, there have been guys who have suffered a, a very similar injury to that and torn an Achilles tendon on natural grass. It's not a guarantee. So we'll probably hear more of that, but it's going to be from the same. Uh, it's going to be from the same people who just don't like astroturf at all. I will be curious to see what Aaron Rodgers says about it, if anything, today. Just, um, I mean, what does he say? But it's just such a such irony that there was so much drama surrounding him going to the Jets, and then this happens. First game, fourth play, done. Yeah, and so, so yeah, but what, <laughs> where they go from here, if they try to get another free agent quarterback, I mean, there's not that many guys still out there, especially considering the fact that it's the beginning of the season. So do they just try to go with what they have, or do they try to bring somebody in from another team? They're faced with that choice now because he's, at the very least, again, as we said, definitely out for the 2023 season. I think Tom season. Brady might be available. <laughs> yeah. Have some time. Hey, you know, you, at the you, right say of what? you say that as a joke, but you know what? <laughs> I mean, to see him come and not only come back again after retiring again, but to see him do it in New York where, I mean, playing on the biggest stage in, in the in the NFL, not a bad way to go. But, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't hold my breath waiting for that one. So if there are any updates on this, uh, we'll certainly pass that along. Speaking of updates, uh, Pennsylvania State Police about an hour or so ago gave an update on what is going on with this manhunt. I tell you, initially when this story first happened, I kind of wasn't keeping good track of it for the first week or so. Holy cow, it's riveting now with the developments that happen every day. Yeah, well, in the big development that we didn't even have yesterday when we carried part of the press conference that was going on in Pennsylvania that we found out overnight. And if this doesn't make your blood run cold, I don't know what will, is that the suspect is now believed to be armed. Yeah, so um, it was quite the event last night. 
Uh, today is Tuesday. Yeah, this, this happened last night. So important to note now that, yes, police said he is now considered to be armed and dangerous, extremely dangerous, they said, because he stole a rifle from a garage. The homeowner was in that garage when this guy got in there to take the rifle. The homeowner fired, I think, seven shots at him. And he takes off, but now he's got this gun. And so today it's at the point where schools are closed in this area. I mean, people are being told do not go out because he might go into your garage. It's a shelter in place order, which is terrifying. I mean, when you think about it in terms of anything, I mean, whether it's a tornado or whatever, a shelter in place order is one of those things you hear those words and immediately you think, okay, this is something that is commanding my immediate attention right now. And then you find out it's an armed escaped murderer who brutally uh, killed his ex-girlfriend in front of her kids. I mean, we all know the story of his backstory, but to hear that he's now armed, and this is something that I saw a little bit of, of talk about, but they didn't give very many details about it, that there was a police officer who has been injured now and suffered burns to the face. Do we know what happened there? It's such a weird detail um, that there was no explanation for, but... It's funny how people on online even said, what details does that have to do? Yeah. Especially if you're not telling us how it happened, which I have not seen. No, it, it, I, I'm glad you haven't either because that was my point. Is I mean, you release that detail with no other context around it, and it just leaves, it leaves open every kind of speculation you could possibly have. But nothing really makes sense about it. When you say, oh, and by the way, a police officer suffered burns to the face. Okay. It seems like we need a little more than that. Police also have found more items of his last night after they responded to all this. Uh, They found a green sweatshirt, a white t-shirt in the driveway. Those are both believed to have been his. He was seen wearing a green hooded sweatshirt when we talked about this over the weekend from the the security footage out front. And so if police were not already telling people don't engage, don't, I mean, I cannot imagine being this homeowner in his garage. Like that's the worst nightmare in a situation like this oh, yeah. is you're just at home doing your thing and a fugitive who was convicted of murder comes in and, and steals your gun. And, and you see him. Yeah. You see eye him eye. enough to be able to fire seven shots at him. Unfortunately, he wasn't hit that we know of. I mean, if he was, he was still able to get away. But yeah, I mean, the fact that he's changing clothes as often as he is, there has been, and they alluded to this a little bit during that press conference yesterday, all kinds of speculation that maybe he's receiving help. You yeah. heard the, the the story about another group of former acquaintances and co-workers of his that he may have been in contact with in this area in Pennsylvania. So with that, you wonder, okay, how does he keep changing clothes? Is it to the point where they're not only going to have to have a shelter-in-place order, but they're going to have to tell people, hey, bring all your stuff in off of the clothesline because wow. if you've got anything out there in your backyard – Anything that he can find useful right now is the kind of thing that you're going to have to lock up and make sure he doesn't have access to. Yeah, there was a question about how he got the razor, how he was able to shave, because that just so dramatically changed his look. Yep. If you look at what he what he looked like when he escaped, and then a couple of days, or the most recent pictures we had over the weekend, he looked totally different. How did he get a razor from anywhere? <laughs> sure. Uh, if I mean, unless you surreptitiously walk into a Dollar General or something like that and lift one, it, it just... It, yeah, none of it seems to make very much sense unless 
He's either incredibly adept at getting into and out of places without being noticed at all, which apparently he may be, uh, or he's getting help from somewhere. And if that's the case, they need to, to shut that down right now. But it, it, even that doesn't make very much sense because, according to the police, he's still outdoors. Yeah, it was funny. Um, as I was listening to quite a bit of Dana Parks yesterday on my drive, um, there are just a lot of questions about where he's spending time. Yeah. I mean, where, like at night, where is he, Scott asked that, like, where is he sleeping at night? Where is he being hidden? What's, how is he getting around during the day without being seen? The the largest number of uh, visual sightings of him, visual sightings, pardon me for that. The, the largest number of sightings of him have taken place in the woods, barring the one that you just talked about where he walked into the guy's garage and stole the 22. Most of those sightings have been in the woods. So speculation is he's just sleeping out there. But even at that, I mean, that makes that that leaves you wide open for dogs. I, I don't know if you heard the report that was on Kansas City's Morning News just a little while ago uh, from ABC as they were talking about all of the different resources that they're using. Police officers from four or five different agencies. FBI is obviously involved in this as well. And they said aerial assets. They're looking for this guy with helicopters and airplanes. I, I get it. Again, people oh, yeah. are so scared. I what else do you do and now it's been this is day 13 it was 12 yesterday so we're day yeah. 13 today um it's just amazing that he's been able to and that he is getting bolder or more desperate however you want to put it and that he's being seen more i mean they're not catching him but there are sightings of him more the, and the thing that i'm curious about as far as the the aerial assets that they talked about i mean i just said helicopters and airplanes for all we know it's drones uh, sure. or, or yeah. a combination of all three of those things but is is the cover of the woods enough to defeat something like FLIR, uh, the forward-looking infrared that they use, you know, when somebody's out in a field at night, you can see them, you know, shining brightly by using infrared cameras. But if you're under a tree, if you're under, you know, tree cover like you would be out in the woods, is that going to keep the FLIR from being able to see you and see your heat signature? It is just fascinating. Um, I don't know. Phone lines are ringing here. We can, we'll take a break. We can get to your calls next. 913-586-7798. Back here in just a few on KMBZ. Armed and extremely dangerous is what this escape prisoner is now considered to be. Uh, apparently the garage door was open on this house and that's how he got in there and stole a rifle 22 caliber uh the homeowner was there in the garage saw him and fired seven shots but police said there's no blood at the scene there's no evidence to suggest that he was injured yeah i mean the the most recent thing that is you know that we're kind of reminded of by this is uh, there was a manhunt out in california about seven or eight years ago with an ex-police officer that had been accused of a series of crimes and that went on for days and days and days and days and this seems like it's it's rivaling that. Uh, but, the, I mean, the difference is now we know that he's got a gun. We'll go back to the phones and go to the phones and bring in Deb, who's calling in from Independence. Hi, Deb. Hey, guys. Sorry. I don't think I'm going to have that great of a connection. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, you sound great I for now. Wondered, Thank you. Um, I just wondered if uh, anyone else had seen that he was uh, known for hiding in trees. So I don't know. I hope that law enforcement is looking up, but it makes sense. And I don't think anyone's talking about that. That's all. It's a good point. Yeah, Deb, thanks very much for the I call. I have not heard that yet. Um, it, well, if you, I mean, even if you consider how he escaped from jail, he's a little guy. I mean, he's not, he's not very tall. I think he's like 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, somewhere in there. Sounds like it, yeah. And he's, he's very, very thin. 
obviously good at climbing, so it may very well be that uh, you know that's how he's at least keeping the dogs away from him. Although they, you know, they could they could follow his scent to the base of a tree. But uh, we we did check, by the way, and it is true. Forward-looking infrared does you no good under tree cover. Um, it, it can't see through that, so that's going to make that part of the hunt a little bit more difficult if he is out in in a heavily wooded area like that. So if he's sleeping up in the in the crook of a tree or something along those lines, uh, it would at least make him harder to see. You know, especially in the dark, if you're going through with flashlights and things like that, you're not going to see him if he's twenty feet up. Somebody just asked on the text line, do we know if he was able to get any ammo? No. Uh, I don't believe so. I believe he just stole the rifle. Well, I don't, I've not heard whether the homeowner said the rifle was loaded. Has yeah, not confirmed, but even at that, I mean, if, if it's a twenty two caliber rifle like that, it's not going to be able to hold a whole lot of ammunition, uh, which is good, but you don't need much. Right. Yeah, I mean, the concern is... Uh, he'll use it. I mean, in fact, I think it was even Pennsylvania State Police that said he's desperate. Don't put it past him that if you get in his way that he would use it. Yeah. Well, and let me go back on that for just a minute. If it's a if, if it is a particular kind of 22 caliber rifle, it can carry a lot of ammunition. But uh, yeah, there's been no confirmation either way from the homeowner. Uh, he just described it as a hunting rifle. It's funny. There was a question last night of whether they should be evacuating the area. I was just looking back through developments from last night and they said, no, not yet. But that's a pretty strong word to use when yeah. you feel like it's dangerous. I mean, stay at home is one. We all know what that's like. Shelter in place is one thing. But to have to evacuate because you you don't know what he's going to do is uh, is scary. And if he gets desperate enough, I mean, I have to admit, if I lived in the area near the woods where he's suspected to be, I would think seriously about making myself scarce for the time being. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding, right? It's and I get it. Um, kids are in school. School just started. Not everybody has somewhere else to go. You know, it's it, not everybody has somewhere. But at least, at least right now, while you know he was just there, I think this is the week I'm I'm taking off out of there. And that he's getting less and less. Um, oh, what's the word? Reluctant to, to you know to confront somebody to go into somebody else's house, and if he's going to go in to try to grab a rifle, how much more difficult or, or how much more impetus would he need to go into a house for food or something else that he may be in need of at the moment? Like we said, I mean, pulling clothes off a clothesline. Don't leave your garage door open. Yeah, that's the first thing. I mean, I, I get you need to be able to be in your garage. But don't leave open any way for him to get into your house in any way. I, I'm just picturing the scene, the shootout between the homeowner and the guy that is the murderer. So yeah, I think this is the last time they're going to leave him in a place that doesn't have awesome security. Well, so that's a conversation we haven't even had yet about like, what's the latest with the security guard at the prison that was supposed to be a little a little perkier behind the wheel so to speak and the fact that he wasn't the first one to get out of that jail that way right um so we'll keep an update on it today um yesterday police did another update before we were off the air so we'll see if they end up doing more of that today phone number here 913-586-7798 um on a lighter note we'll go to the story out of new zealand where you have um what is being called the dumbest driver because of this face-off that happened between two vehicles on a road we'll get to that coming up here on kmbz how powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. 
Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops. Getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We have a couple of stories out of New Zealand today. We have several stories today about hikers being rescued and and dramatic feats outside. We'll get to one of those here in a second. Um, But you can thank TikTok for this one about these two drivers. Again, this is in Wellington, New Zealand, that had this face-off on a street. Um, One of the drivers has a dash cam, which is how we were able to get the video of this. It is important to know that in New Zealand, they drive on the left. (laughs) Yes. Which is going to matter here in a second when we talk about the options where people could go here. The funny thing about this to me is that this happened to me this morning on my way to work. (laughs) We do this too. Uh, I know. I I mean, we've got some construction going on in the neighborhood. And so, yeah, you'll see how that applies here in a minute. Essentially, what you have is you have a car that's driving down the left side of the road, as you should be in New Zealand. So he's just, you know, on on, the, on a two-lane road with a little bit of a shoulder on either side. Car comes the other way, and on that car's side of the road, which would be the driver's, you know, the, the driver of the first car's right, um, there, there were a couple of cars parked in, you know, just lined up against, you know, just parked by the side of the road. So as he went to go around them, he's now in the middle of the road coming down directly at, the car that was correctly on the left side of the road. And the one who's in the middle of the road, instead of pulling back over after he gets past the two cars that he passed, just stays there in the middle of the street and stops as they stare at each other for a long time. And there is enough room. I Well, I don't know how big the, the car that we have a video of, I don't know how big that car is, but there appears to be enough room there that if the guy that's driving down the middle of the street would just get over far enough, yes, there'd be room for them both to get through because that there's enough room on that street for there to be cars parked on both sides. So you can get three cars through there. So if that guy in the middle had just not sat in the middle and gotten over, they both could have gone through. Yeah, and it's not a very big car. Uh, it's and, and he's well past the cars that he was passing, the ones that were parked on the side of the road. He's got to be a good 30, 40 feet past them, and he's still driving down the middle of the road and won't get back over. It's like, what's wrong with you, dude? So they just sit there. It's about 30 seconds because you can watch this happen live on the dash cam, and you're waiting and waiting to see who's... Who's going to do something here? Yeah. Because the car, either one car needs to, the car that's coming down the middle, either needs to like back up or just pull the steering wheel to get over a little bit, or the guy that's not in the middle, and there's a, there's a van parked on that side, has to kind of scooch over to give the guy, the other guy, the whole road. And that's what ends up happening is instead of the guy in the middle getting over, it's it's the guy whose camera we see that gets over. Yes, the, the guy whose camera we're looking out from, he pulls over even farther to the left as though he's parking so that right. the guy in the middle of the road can get by him because he just won't move. And I mean, it's funny that people get that kind of obstinate. It's yeah. even funnier to me that this happened in New Zealand and not here. Why? Just because I know how people drive here. I Now, granted, oh. I don't know anything about how people drive in New Zealand. Maybe they're mm. as bad as we are. But, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, you sit there looking at him going, get over, get over, get, get, get over. And he just refuses to. 
Yeah, most of us, um, like somebody's got to decide to be the, when there is very clearly only room for one car to get through, uh-huh. there's a little bit of a game of chicken there, right? You're both coming. Who's going to get over? Who's going to be the nice one and is going to get over and let the other one through? And it's kind of like, who can? And Who's he, got the room there? But I'm going to add something to that because this is what happened to me this morning. Here's what you don't do is when you're the one that's coming down the middle of the road at me and finally I try to get as far over to the right, not the left, because we live here and not New Zealand. And I get as far over to the right as I can and stop to let you by because I'm. it's just fine. You're a jerk, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. When you drive by me, don't give me dirty looks. I am not the problem here. I and that that's the one that always galls me is when you do something to allow somebody to be stupid and then they act like they're mad at you. So let me be clear. You did the right thing. Yes. You were the nice guy mm-hmm. and they were upset. And she drove by me like I had just slapped one of her children. <laughs> I mean, she, the look on her face was, I would kill you if we weren't both driving right now. And I thought, what is your problem? Wow. Now I know why you were a jerk in traffic. Wow. Um, yeah. If you have stories for this, because we've all been in that situation. You're right. Often it's in construction. Yes. Well, and can I tell you the most 2023 problem that I ever ran into on the road? This happened about a week ago. Yeah. I was driving down a one-way street in KCMO and... Um, I can't even remember exactly what part of town I was in, but it was a, it was a one-way street in a residential neighborhood. And it was, you know, wide enough that there was parking on both sides, but everybody's yeah. pointed the same direction. And okay. uh, you know how when Amazon and UPS drivers stop, they don't always pull all the way over? Oh, on my street, they just sit right in the middle of the road. Yeah. Uh, they don't pull over at all. There was one on either side. Amazon on one side, UPS on the other, and I'm sitting behind them going, really, guys? Next <laughs> they, to each other? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, neither one pulled in front of the other? No, no, no. To they, let it, people they, buy? They were both going the same direction. Right, exactly. Oh. So they're both going the same direction. One goes to the left and parks. One goes to the right and parks. But there was about 10 feet in between them. And there's, <laughs> there's no way that there's enough room for a car to get through there. Not even 10 feet. At least they're usually pretty fast when you run in and out and and take stuff in. But it just, I mean, five years ago, that never would have happened. But the fact that we get everything delivered now means you're more than likely to run into this sooner or later. Yeah, on the street that I live on, they don't they don't even try to pull over to the (laughs) side of the road when they because I'm on a pretty wide street that has parking on both sides. Yeah. And there's plenty of room there for two vehicles to get by, but they don't even like attempt to pull off to the side. They just sit right in the middle. Yep. Figuring you're not going to hit me. You're you're going to you're going to get around me. You're not going to hit me and like you said, I'm not going to be here long enough probably for mm-hmm. for traffic to really stack up behind me, but I just happen to be there at exactly the wrong time. Uh, how many views on TikTok does this thing have so far? It was like 50, yeah, 50,000 views so far. <laughs> if you just want to watch this face off between these these two drivers there. Um, okay, now to a more serious story uh, out of New Zealand. I cannot believe that this guy survived this fall. Um, so this is Mount Taranaki? Sure, we'll go with that. Maybe something like that on the North Island. That's the important thing to know. Big mountain on the North Island. So you have a climber who is there, and it's said to be one of New Zealand's most dangerous mountains. Okay, um, but he was, a pro- he was part of a group of climbers approaching the summit of that mountain that has snow right now. And he lost his footing and he slipped. And he ended up slipping 2,000 feet down the mountain before he stopped. How do you survive that? Terrifying. And what yes. what, what happened was 
he got extraordinarily lucky in a couple of ways. Number one, there was no precipice, so he didn't drop a lot of right. that way. He slid right. down the side of the mountain. Now, that can still kill you. That can still kill you easily because Especially of the— if you hit something. Yeah, right, exactly. Because, I mean, think about Sonny Bono and uh, who's the member of the Kennedy clan that died the same way out skiing and playing football and ran into a tree. That and every of, cartoon ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the kind of wily coyotes out mm-hmm. there. But, um, yeah, he, he slid. And he didn't hit anything. That was the first way he got lucky. And the second way is when he finally did come to rest, it was a very soft, new fallen snow uh-huh. that he landed in. Yeah. Yeah, instead of it being ice, again, this is... The end of their winter, right? Yes, this is they're headed into spring. The, they're headed into spring. Yeah, so they're probably just now get you know just a little bit still of that snow that just fell. Um, and what was amazing about this too is that other climbers that were with him just watched him slide down and out of view. There was another member of the group that climbed down to try to locate him, um, and then but they said it was just minor injuries. He lost his ice axe and his and boots. crampons during the fall. Yeah, yeah, his boots that would have helped him. And there are pictures here of um, of the mountain and stuff, but they said, luckily, recent spring weather, the ice had softened and the snow caught his fall. Wow. Unbelievable. They, they said they were able to get him re-kitted, uh, which means re-equipped. So they, mm-hmm. they got him a new pair of boots and all the other stuff that he would need, and they just kept going down the mountain. They figured, okay, we're done climbing for the day, so let's just, you know, go back to safety. It's funny because police there are getting a little um, luxury about as i make up words a little luxury about like making sure you have the right equipment with you and stuff like this this guy was not a novice i mean if you have crampons with you and stuff i mean you're you're not a newbie at that sure it but it it makes total sense to me at some point that people just slip that at some point you just lose your fitting your footing and if you're not attached to a rope somewhere even though it's a scene out of a movie i can totally understand how you would just lose your Lose your footing and slip and fall. Easily. And once that starts, I mean, there's no stopping yourself. It's way too steep for that. So what are you going to do? Well, you just have to kind of ride it out and hope you don't hit anything. Yeah, unbelievable. All right, we'll take a break here. Coming up, McDonald's is making a pretty big change um, to what they do when you go inside to the restaurant. We'll get to that coming up here in KMBZ. So this is one of those stories where I think, is this really about what they say it's about? Because I don't think so. Uh, McDonald's has announced that it's going to be a while. It's in 2032 that they're going to do this. But in about a decade, they are going to get rid of all of those self-serve soda machines that they have in the dining rooms of their restaurants. They say it's about, well, we have fewer people in our dining rooms now because more people are using the drive-through post-COVID, more delivery options. It's a health thing. Um, You can usually do free refills. If you sit inside a dining room yep, at a McDonald's, yeah. Yeah, well, and you, but you can also go up to the counter, and they'll refill it for you as well. So, But I'll tell you, if I'm in a McDonald's, I am less oh, likely to go ask them for a refill 100%. than I am to just go do it. Of course, yeah, yeah. And, and because it's easier. You don't have to wait for anybody, and you don't have to hand anybody your cup and take the lid back and all of that. No, what do you think is be? I have some suspicions about what's behind this. What are you thinking is motivating this? Oh, I think it's money. I think I think it's absolutely money. I 
I, I think it's a couple of things. Uh, th- that would make sense because, again, it's, it's you'll have fewer people that will go to the counter and even ask mm-hmm. because yeah. people are just shy now and we don't yeah. want to do that. So it'll save them a little bit there. But they, I mean, the, the, the amount that soda costs them is so small that I don't know. I mean, now, granted, we're talking about an economy of scale. So if you've got a zillion people that go in and get one extra soda a day, right. then, yeah, it might end up costing you a little bit extra. My suspicion is that this is more about it's kind of related to what they said. That They said, well, there are fewer people in the dining rooms now. That's by design. They don't want people in the dining rooms. They want the the kiosk model where mm-hmm. everything is going to go drive through only after a period of time. And I think this is a way of forcing that. I also think that uh, it's a pain in the butt. You got to go clean it. It's one more thing that you don't have control of that you have to have somebody go out to the lobby and clean every so often. Yeah, I think you have a point um, because they have talked about, I can't remember what it's called, but they are doing new versions of McDonald's that are smaller, that don't have dining rooms or smaller dining rooms. They don't, it costs them more money in staffing. The the more people they have there, the more that's going to cost them in staffing. They acted like this is about consistency in the product. (laughs) Which makes no No, sense at all. No, No. because if it's inconsistent, when you go up there and get your own soda, then you have no one to blame but yourself. Right. If it's if there's too much ice or too little ice, well, that's kind of your fault. You poured it, bozo. <laughs> Go figure it out. So I, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think it's a nice excuse. But really, I, I think this is about downsizing everything. Um. Let's see. So USA Today has a version of the story talking to several. Apparently, Illinois is where they're trying this out in several places. It's McDonald's-based. Chicago. Chicago? Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, So they said that as they're testing this out, they talked to a guy whose restaurants owns many of them were selected to be a part of the new crew pour system where the workers refill customer drinks. And he said, while the experience was an adjustment for customers and staff, complaints are minimal. No, I want numbers. I want to know the percentage of people then. How do I articulate this? Um, the drop in the number of people getting refills because they have to go to the counter and ask for it. I think most people just because they don't want to be judged just won't. They don't want to bother. And and yeah. it also, if you're the kind of person, maybe this is where the money comes into a, a little bit is if you're the kind of person that will sit there. I used to, I knew a bunch of guys who were like this, who had uh, paper routes, not, not like kid paper routes on a bicycle. I'm talking about guys who deliver the paper every day. And they, they used to meet at McDonald's after all the papers were gone and they would sit there for three hours and smoke cigarettes and drink coffee when you could yeah. still smoke at a McDonald's. It was a while ago, right. kids. But uh, that, that sort of thing, if you're the one who doesn't drink coffee and you're the one who keeps refilling your soda, then you're going to have to go up there four, five, six times over the course of that three-hour period, and you know that they're going to start looking at you funny. Really? You want another one? Right. right. Like, I'll even do it. It's very seldom that I go sit inside a fast food restaurant, but on the occasion that I do, it's not unusual for me to, like, you get your cup, and while you're waiting for your food, like, you fill it up once, and then if the food takes a little bit, then you go back up again. I won't. I I'm afraid of being shamed. I'm afraid of being judged. (laughs) So I'm not going up a second time. It also makes me wonder what other businesses are going to get rid of these. Um, For for every reason we just put on the table, because there are many options that it would be. Like gas stations, you know, QT. I mean, you can go in and you can do that self-serve soda. Now, you're not doing the refills, so it's, um, no, but is it still a thing where you can bring your cup back in? Like for... 
cheap refills or wasn't that a thing? Like this yeah. one? That's what I thought. <laughs> like I couldn't QT. remember the brand. Yeah, I, I've had this this particular QT cup going on about two weeks now. So what's the deal? What is it? Is it 10 cents, 20 cents or what's the... Oh, for the refill? No, it's yeah. it's almost full price. A full price one of these. This is the X Large Cup from QT, and I uh, they they accidentally charged me for a new one yesterday. It was a dollar eighty five, and if you get the refill, if you tell them, hey, it's a refill, and they charge you the refill price, it's a dollar forty one. So maybe it's maybe I'm, my information is way way out of date. So you save a wasn't little, it like the big gulp or something, where if you had the cup, you could go back in and get a refill. For yeah. a nickel or something like that at some point. Yeah, I think That's you're right. the only occasion where somebody would, where they would lose money on free refills somewhere like that. Um, but I just wonder, is this going to be, are other businesses that do the self-serve drinks going to do the same thing? Like Subway comes to mind for some reason. Anytime you have one of those machines, one of the fancy self-serve machines yep. where you like tap it's touch screen and you get like 35 options i that's something i remember because you can mix like the vanilla soda with 13 different things if you want um i wonder if other restaurants are going to get rid of them too i i think that's going to be the line of demarcation if it's their own soda fountain with just five or six different drinks on it those mm -hmm. are going to be the ones that go away but the ones are burger king as a matter of fact the one at shawnee mission parkway and flum uh and maybe all of them i don't know that's the only one i ever go to they have one of those one of the dial up you know you can make raspberry vanilla cherry yeah. coke if you want to or sprite or whatever and those are great um I, I i'm not sure how that lease agreement works because that's a company that owns those okay it's like okay. the the ice cream machines at mcdonald's mcdonald's doesn't own the ice cream machines Correct. That's yes. Entire documentaries have been done about why, because isn't it just one company? They all, yes. all those machines come from one company and it's the only one that can service them. They're the only ones that can repair them, which is why yeah. when it breaks, it's going to be broken for a while. Somebody just said movie theaters on the text line. I don't go to enough movies to know, but does that work where you can go get free refills on your drink? And that's not self-serve, is it? Uh, I, I don't know if they're free. I think they're low price, like you said. I think okay. it's, uh, and I don't know. I mean, it, it, obviously, it's going to depend on what theater you go to. But it seems to me, um, yeah, there's a couple that I've been to that have the soda fountains outside where you can access them, and that's free. But I don't know if they're all like that. Sometimes, if you have to, if you have to give it back to the guy and he has to refill it for you, normally they charge you a little bit. And I'm, I'm assuming you're less, you're less likely to do that in the middle of a movie anyway, so that you don't. You don't miss something. Timing I'm the issue, person yeah. that once I sit in the movie theater, I'm not I'm not getting up and moving. I'm, <laughs> if I'm actually going into a theater, I'm sitting my butt in that chair for the two hours and, and probably not getting up. Try that during Oppenheimer. <laughs> no, <laughs> this mean, is why I don't do. There are, there are biological reasons why you might yeah. have to get up during the middle of Oppenheimer. That three-hour um, monstrosity. B&B theaters, a couple of you have said, is self-service. With free refills on the large and the fountains are in the lobby. Oh, cool. Somebody said most movie theaters now have self-serve drinks. And yes, the refills are free. Easy, okay. Easier for them because with a movie theater, you're talking about a whole lot more people than you are in a McDonald's lobby. Hmm. We'll see if this ends up becoming a trend here a little bit. Anchor Brewing Company um, made a lot of headlines and people were super, super upset when we found out that Anchor Brewing Company was going to go out of business. There's an update now, 127 years they were in business when they stopped production in July. Yeah, Anchor Brewing Company, the most famous product that they have is Anchor Steam Beer. That's the one that they export everywhere. There are a few others that they have that you can get, but that's the big one. That's the big headline on their name. And um, 
what what they've done, well, they haven't done it. This is a fascinating thing because it was the employees who took up the mantle and are trying to save the company by way of, of all things, a GoFundMe. And they're trying to buy the company back from the corporation that owns it so that they can have kind of a collective, almost a, mm-hmm. um, what do they call it, a co-op mm-hmm. um, style manner of, of running the business. So far they've raised, and this will tell you a little bit about how serious people are about Anchor Steam Beer. So far they've raised $90,000 via that GoFundMe to fund this effort to to buy the company back and keep Anchor Steam back on the shelves. I have no idea how much it would cost for them to buy the brewing company back. Assuming Sapporo would even sell. Yeah. I mean, and, and would allow them to even have it. Well, they're I assume like, it's going to take a lot more than 90 grand. It probably. And, and I mean, the, their initial ask on the GoFundMe was $50,000. Yeah. So they surpassed that and have now almost, or I mean, by the time of the writing of this article, it almost doubled it. It would surprise me if they haven't doubled it by now. But if Sapporo is just going to shut it and sell off the assets... I mean, they've got to sell it to somebody, so why not them? It's just a matter of, like you said, how much are they going to ask for it? Yeah, we'll see how they end up doing there. But it's interesting. The employee said, we are most qualified to do this, so we're going to try. All right, we'll take a break. Coming up in the next hour, a conversation about men versus women. Who's allowed to wear what to work? And if maybe there's a double standard there. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.